BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Two weeks into the season, close games and wacky finishes are a common theme in the NFL. It's great news for the league, giving viewers who have no fantasy football nor gaming interest reason to stick around until the end. There have been 12 games decided by three points or fewer already, the most through the first two weeks of a season in NFL history. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hi, everybody. It's me, the champ. It's hour two of the RP show coming at you from sunny and hot, hot, hot. Beautiful South Florida. Game week. Dolphins and Bills on Sunday. I'm going to be talking about that coming up here. Our NFL insider, the best in the business. I'm not joking. Tori Gurley's going to be with us. Bills alum, Browns and Packers. Um, Serena Taylor coming up later on, going to talk about it's the 18-year anniversary of her being the first WHL female broadcaster. That's later on. The Moose joining us here in Hour 2. You see, Moose, we've got the technical stuff working, so I'm in a far better mood. And as I say every day, this is the best part of the show. we got the topics out of the way. The breaking news, for those that missed, they're just tuning in now. P.K. Subban, Zdeno Chara, and Keith Yandel all announced in their retirement Tuesday morning. What a dink by the way, but there are a few things uh, also that I want to get off my chest as well, but it's not something that all three, is it a good thing or a bad thing, Darren, that they all announced their retirement within like literally minutes of each other? There's no way they could have coordinated that. It's like they were all out for brunch or something. Yeah, and decided, right. You guys are all retiring? Why? Do, they're, you know, they're, they're three or four mimosas deep, and they're like, what if we all did it together? Come on, like brothers. So, I don't know. It's, yeah, I mean, it's okay that they did it all together. I mean, it wouldn't have made much of a difference. Each of the, uh, you know, the Boston Bruins will will honor him. You know, Keith Yand will probably get honored in a few places. And I don't know if Keith Zuban is welcome back in Nashville or Montreal or New Jersey. I'm sure he is and uh, will get honored at his own time during the year. Uh, I say, I'm sorry, I'm reading this. I mean, what is there to say? Randy from Winnipeg, who is in here every day, he says, no bomber talk, no Jets talk. I guess it's rider talk. I might get ranted, LOL. Okay, I'm going to stop before I get upset here. What it, you need to be watching, and they will be, two hours a day every day, because we talk about everything. I went deep. Last week on Blake Wheeler having the sea stripped off him. It's now Tuesday. I'm not going to go back into that. Um, we've talked about the fact. I know we have a lot of Winnipeg viewers, of course, but we've I talked about the fact that Kevin Dayoff is just hanging on to his job. The window's closed. That's a fact. So we're not the Winnipeg Sports Show. We're sitting here talking about what we want to talk about. If you don't like what we're talking about, don't watch. Please leave. There's the door. I'm okay with that. We do have some exciting shows coming up, by the way. I want to say this. Monday, October the 3rd, and I didn't even plan this. This was dictated to me. 
live from the Beach House in Pompano Beach, Florida, the home of Lamar Jackson. We'll have Mike Kelly, former Blue Bombers head coach, and Andrew Nowacki, former Edmonton Eskimo wide receiver, eight seasons. Mike Kelly lined it all up. He's like, me and Andy are going to come see you. Where are we going? On Monday, October the 3rd. So we got that line. That's going to be just a Jim Dandy show. And then on Monday, October the 10th, same place, Pompano Beach, Beach House. That's that beautiful restaurant where I do the show from the second floor overlooking the ocean. Uh, We don't have the guests lined up yet, but we're working with the Florida Panthers on extending that. So, as somebody said here, you can get the NFL talk anywhere. They come to this show for the CFL talk and the Canadian NHL talk. I'm certainly more, more than down with that. But my good friend, Mydale Mike Lee, wrote in last hour, he still gets a kick out of me leaving games early. And I get a kick out of me leaving games early. <clears throat> Let me just say this. It's, it's coming up. I told you this on my Facebook uh, memories. It was a year ago that I first started coming down here. So I'm seeing these videos of geckos and the Dolphins game. And back then, people thought I'd lost my mind. A year later, people are really understanding what Rod's doing. Rod's creating a spot for the show in South Florida, and it's gone very well. At least people are starting to understand that. And back to that FAU thing, uh, Florida Atlantic University, they're kicking off their hockey season Friday and Saturday night. And and back to this, I want your take. If you would do this, Darren, because you and I are at different points in our career. They're saying, we're looking for volunteers at the FAU Owls hockey game, which I'm probably going to go to. Taking money at the gate, like at the front door, selling merch, or doing, taking stats for the team. And I'm like, I could do all of those things. I have done all of those things, but I think I'm at a point in my life where I don't want to do those things. I just want to sit in the crowd and leave. Um, and to those live interviews, this is how it all came up. I don't miss doing those live interviews after the game. I hated them. Rose Henry. In Edmonton, one of our uh, regular viewers says, Chris Jones has been great to interview this year. All of the media has mentioned it. It must be part of the deal with him coming to Edmonton. No, I have thoughts on that, and I think I know why that is. But to you, would you go to a hockey game, take tickets at the door, sell merchandise, or take stats for something to do if it meant you had to stay to the end of the game? Um, I don't. Probably not, if I'm being honest. <laughs> you know, the one thing, if you sell tickets, Rod, third period's free, man. So you're probably only there for two periods if you're doing tickets. So there's that. That's what I was thinking. But you don't, you don't really get to watch the game all that much. The other one, though, is because it's a new community, volunteering, meeting some people, doing some different things. Like, that might be kind of cool. So I would do it for that aspect because, you know, you know kind of new to Florida, meeting some people at the hockey rink and, and around the team and that kind of stuff. I would do it maybe once. I think I'm just going to ease my way into the game, watch the game. I don't need to do a swan dive or even a belly flop into the pool. Just things are going well. Why screw with that? But Rose would appreciate this as a CFL fan. I think my 10 things column that I post every Saturday or Sunday in there, I put that the football insiders, this is a group of football guys that I'm never going to name who they are. Everybody knows who they are. They're old football coaches in the CFL. They're now down living in the States, in the Southern States. And we talk all the time. And one of them said to me last week that Chris Jones has mellowed. And he's the same age as my brother, born in 1966. That would make, I'm bad at math, 54? Um, everybody's saying Jones has mellowed. Those games that the Stamps went up to Edmonton and just shellacked the Elks this year. I turn on the post-game show driving back to Calgary, and I'm waiting for Jones to lose his mind. And he never did. And I'm like, what? What? I couldn't figure it out. This is all coming around to Jones is mellowed. And then I thought, everybody's saying it. So why and how did that happen? And I think it's because he, uh, <laughs> we all get kicked in the nuts in life. I don't know, Darren, um, if you have, or to what degree, and I guarantee some more are coming, because that's life. Jones got kicked in the nards uh, with what happened in the NFL and going back to coach in high school. Although he loved doing it, he was roundly scorned for doing it. And I think it mellowed him. And what that is, is you're not that important. We all are told by life, by God, if you will, or the universe, 
You're not that important. I think that happened to Jones. That's my take. I'm not saying I'm right, but why do you think Jones is mellowed? Yeah, maybe humbled a little bit, you know, um, and ending up back and maybe just a little more grateful for the opportunity, you know, that could be it, you know, also maybe understanding that the position that they're in too, with, with the Elks not being a great cup favorite or really a great cup contender at all, they're kind of a team that's going to struggle to maybe compete to try and squeak into the playoffs, but that's not happening either. You know, you kind of look at, can you really afford to piss more people off when you're at the bottom of the league, right? And, you know, the brand of the organization trying to win some favors back. If Edmonton was kicking everybody's butt and rolling throughout the league, maybe he would be have a little more of an attitude. I don't know. I know. It's a fantastic discussion. And I thank you, Rose, for chiming in on that. And we'll see how it... Um affects his players like the players have changed too there's no doubt well a lot of these football insiders from here to forth on i will refer to them as the insiders whenever you see me write or say the insiders you now know darren who they mean and if i'm talking about hockey i'll say the hockey insiders okay just so you know but a lot of these guys they're older than jones and they say i'm not going back because the players they're too old to change they don't want to change Jones is like me in a way. When I left the rider job, I was 46. I'm like, I'm too young to retire, uh, but I don't want to keep doing what I'm doing, (laughs) you know? So we went into this. Um, Jones was too young to become one of the insiders. You know what I'm saying? So I can't even tell you these conversations. You've been with me when the phones rang and it's been some of these guys. And I know how much you enjoy it. Well, Rod, here's the thing. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) The Leafs announced today uh, ads on their jerseys for milk, which, by the way, I love. I go through about eight. I'm trying to get my liters versus gallon. I think eight gallons a week. That sound right? About close to that. Not joking. That would be a gallon a day. Yeah, Clark just asked if I was a comic. A four-liter okay, four jug is a gallon. Is a gal- okay, no, I go through 2.5 gallons a week. That's still a lot. Woo, that's a lot, eight, man. But it's not eight. Yeah. I almost find that milk is addicting. It's 111 Eastern, by the way. 1111 Mountain. And there is a gecko climbing up my wall. Everybody's where they should be. Pause for a second and think about the fact that you are the sum of all your decisions has got to where you are right now. To the Leafs thing, Wilf in Steinbach, Manitoba says, Hi Rod, logos are okay, but could they fit them on the hockey helmets properly? I think we're getting a little um, nitpicky, if you will. That's one thing that I find about Canadians versus here. There's not a lot of complaining going on down here. There's not a lot of complaining. I've covered that before. I've mentioned it. It's a lot of, you go, girl. You go, guy. People are cheering each other on. Not a lot of bitching. I think that's a Canadian thing. I'm just going to leave that there. Logos on jerseys, unless you want to pay more for the tickets, STFU. Um, Steven in Minot, North Dakota writes in. Well, actually, he's in Montana today. He's a trucker, by the way, just so you know. He writes in on the 902 line. He says, greetings and hallucinations. I love that, by the way, when he says that. Greetings and hallucinations from Medicine Lake, Montana. Are the Eagles who we thought they were? What will happen first? Hell freezes over, the Vikings win the Super Bowl, or the Schooners form a team? Thank you, Stephen, for, for the questions. I'll say this. I watch Monday Night Football. I'm getting way sidetracked here, but that's okay because we're having a fun discussion. The Vikings didn't look that special to me. Why is everybody talking about the Minnesota Vikings? Because they looked pedestrian on Monday Night Football. Would you not agree? I agree. You know, I, and, I, and I'm a, one of those guys that's high on the Vikings this year with a new coach and letting Kirk Cousins do his thing. But you go into prime time and they soiled themselves. But, you know, the commentary I'm hearing around the Philadelphia Eagles this morning is we need to start talking about this Philadelphia Eagles team as maybe one of the best teams in the NFL right now. And they're good on offense. Their defense is very good. And special teams is locked down. 
they've got all three areas locked down. I don't know if they can, you know, play with the Buffalo Bills or if they can play with some of the, the upper echelon teams in the National Football League. But mm. we should be talking about them in that group, and they've proved it through two weeks. Yeah, buddy. And I'll get to some more viewer comments here because I think this is going to be Darren's last segment. But uh, I put a poll up last night just for my personal account. Which game would you rather be at, the one in Buffalo or the one in Philly? And over 60% of respondents said they'd rather be in Buffalo. And I think it's just me, and I've been to Buffalo. No thanks. Had a good time. Went to the birthplace of Buffalo Wings. Ended up in the wrong side of town. I'm good. I've never been to Philly. We have a lot of friends in Philly that we need to see. Dan, the situation, Cervelli. Um, Devin Caney from the NLL. Obviously, the Rocky statue. Joe Watson. You're in my buddy, the two-time Stanley Cup champion. Darren, we got Philly on our bucket list. Maybe that'll be where the sports trip is. I don't know. I, have you spent any time on the sports trip lately? Uh, not in the last few days, but Philadelphia. Yeah, you I didn't it. think I so. actually stumbled across Joe Watson's uh, business card two days ago. So been thinking oh. about that. There are no coincidences, but I'm not surprised that it, it, clearly it's not happening. Kevin, our medium. Uh, right said and he says do you know why you have a gecko on your wall right well i have a feeling you're gonna tell me but let me just say these geckos before you give me some far flangled medium speed they're all over the place i was walking back from brooklyn water bagel today and there's iguanas i'm talking moose two two feet long crossing the street and across the sidewalk like come down here sometime we share the landscape with wildlife. It's shared. It's like nothing you've ever seen before. You see geckos, iguanas, alligators, crocodiles crossing the street. No big deal. Raccoons. It's wild. Um, I love it. Um, and I think that's a... <laughs> Here's from Kevin the Medium. Because you live in Florida. That's why there's a gecko on the wall. That's what I'm going to say. It's not uncommon. They're yeah. everywhere. Anyways, Moose, thanks for this. Um, I think we're okay. I think we'll... Do we have Tory guys? We don't have him yet, but we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. Moose, thanks for this. You go have yourself a great RP Show day. Thank you. I won't go far. <laughs> okay, Serena Taylor on the way, too. It's episode number 845 of your favorite daytime sports talk show. We're on television, Game Plus TV, live streaming sports radio 24-7 at rodpeterson.com. We're at your favorite podcast platform, and of course, on the radio, WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. All right, everybody, <clears throat> here we go. We're back. This is going to be fun. <laughs> Ever watch the movie Splash? Eugene Levy. What a week I'm having. We don't have Tory Gurley now, so. 
Okay. I was told to have a sports update ready, and now I'm told we do have him, and he's not ready, and he is ready. What a week I'm at. How about you? Breaking news today, the Toronto Maple Leafs will sport a milk patch on their jersey this season after reaching a partnership with Dairy Farmers of Ontario. The multi-year agreement comes into effect as the NHL introduces a sweater partner branding program that allows teams to sell advertising on their jerseys beginning this upcoming season. I'll say it again. If you have a problem with jersey ads, do you want to pay more for tickets? Didn't think so. Um, who was the guy here? Was it Russ? Russ? He was asking about all the milk that I drank. Oh, Ken Friedman. He says, Rod, I love milk. 2% pure filtered. But how do you stay so slim drinking that much milk? You must have an exercise regime. I do. I rode a bike today, 30 minutes in this Florida heat. I go to Orange Theory Fitness here in South Florida. And the key of it all is the pink drink. DM me. I'll get it in you. Oh, and CFL Players of the Week. Quarterbacks Dane Evans and Taylor Cornelius and linebacker Matthew Thomas were named the CFL's top performers for Week 15 on Tuesday morning. Tori, in a second here, I'll just tell you that this sports update is presented by Woodbine's Dark Horse Bets. Download now at PlayDarkHorse.com. It's free to play and download. Available for Android and Apple devices. Ballers Rec Room, the Tap Brew House and drive through Liquor Store. And for Red Bull Canada, Red Bull gives you wings. We got them. Now, Tory Gurley, we identify him as a Browns and Packers alum. I feel like now, though, Bills alum might be. Hey, Tory, thanks for logging in, by the way, and I appreciate the time. What's going on in your world, by the way? You seem like the busiest guy in sport. Am I right? Busy. Uh, between scouting and being a family man, my hands are kind of full. So I'm sorry I've been ripping and running, but I, you know, I never take for granted being able to be on the show and be able to give you guys some insight on football. Well, uh, the, the number one thing I was thinking of you on Saturday when South Carolina was getting speedboated, speedbagged by Georgia, and I thought, why are they matching up these games? It wasn't even close. I don't understand. You look what Alabama did to Louisiana Monroe. Has this always been a thing? Like These lopsided scores aren't a lot of fun to watch. What's the deal with these matchups? Yeah, well, you know, they're, Georgia is in our conference. So we're, they have it broken down into East and West. So the, the six teams in the East, Georgia, South Carolina, Florida, Vanderbilt, Kentucky, Tennessee. Um, so we, we have to play them. And right now they're just a juggernaut, man. Every school that they play, they're just out there just kind of um, just, just running a score up on them. So hopefully, you know, my program, my school can get it back together. But, um, you know, it's just amazing to see good football, and that's what SEC football is at the end of the day. No, it's, it's like pro football, basically. But remember that opportunity you had with the Gamecocks a few years ago? Do you ever think about that, if you'd taken that opportunity? you ever think about that, Tori? Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be on the phone with you now. <laughs> you know, I would have got fired <laughs> a long time ago uh, with the old staff. So, uh, But, no, it, it's just great to to. Um, be able to help the guys from a distance, but also be able to help any and everyone, you know, from a scouting perspective, um, you know, working with in these NFL teams is just trying to, you know, place, help these guys achieve their goal and dreams. And that's where, you know, it, it just doesn't feel like work being able to sit down and, and watch football nonstop. Good for you. You deserve it. You've earned it. And I, there's man, that is literally music to my ears. Now, are you wearing a Bills jacket today? Is that what you have on? Yeah, I got I got on a Bills jacket. Um, it, it's <laughs> one of my favorite sweatshirts to wear. It, it's not because they went out and, and just steamroll the Titans, but uh, you know, I just like the way it feels. And, you know, I do support the program because Buffalo is, I mean, their fans are unbelievable. And, you know, it's great that, you know, they're so close to Toronto. Like, you, you would see so many people you know, uh, getting on a go train or whatever, coming down to Buffalo mm. and, and supporting the team. and. Um, like I said, it, it wouldn't shock me if, uh, you know, if they start having those games in, in Toronto yearly, because I know that they'll have a huge turnout, um, especially with Buffalo playing the way they play, man. I could, I definitely could see, you know, football being international and, and, you know, and fans, you know, all over just kind of falling in love with it. It's a 17 game season. They're two and oh, and they're routing whoever's in their path. Like literally, can they keep this up? 
if they stay healthy in your mind? I, I was talking with Kim yesterday, and I I don't think Buffalo is gonna. I think Buffalo is gonna lose a game, and I think they're gonna have to do it just by default. But um, I, they have a shot to go undefeated, you know. And I, all jokes aside, um, you know, I, I played on a team that was we went six fifteen and zero, and you know everybody was talking about us going undefeated and winning the Super Bowl, and that's almost like a bad omen. Like you want to have a loss on the, on your record so you can you won't have to play with that type of pressure but um I, I truly feel like Buffalo is one of those teams where they can go into the playoffs and and have and be undefeated and that's like the worst thing you know I I hope they lose a game early just so they can just play ball and you know you will, you won't have to deal with that type of stress because those guys they're they're dealing with a lot when it comes to the history of that program of the Buffalo Bills uh, with them making it to the Super Bowl four times and, and and not getting a bite at the apple, you know, losing all four times. So the last thing you want to do is, you know, have that on you and going into this, you know, the playoffs undefeated. So I, but it, I see Buffalo going 16 and one or, you know, 17 and one, whatever it is, you know, with yeah 17 game season. So I see them going at least 15, 15 and two or 16 and one hands down. Well, look, I don't mind spending this whole segment on the Bills because we have so many viewers in southern Ontario and eastern Canada. And from what I'm told, that's Bills country. You mentioned it yourself. Um, but, you know, I, I, I want your take on this, Tori. The current players shouldn't have to pay for the sins of this franchise. They're darn sure those Bills of the early 90s that lost four Super Bowls in a row. For instance, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, back-to-back Great Cup champions, they shouldn't be blamed for the 30-year drought. And Arthur Smith, the coach of the Falcons, Tory, has forbidden the media from bringing up the past or anybody in the facility. He's like, we weren't around in 2016 when we blew the Super Bowl 28-3 at halftime. How do you feel about that? I don't think these Bills players should have to carry that. Agree or disagree? Yeah, they don't, but it's, it's brought up every time. You know, that's where, you know, it being a... Being a diehard Buffalo Bills fan, that that's what you remember is you know losing to the Cowboys and 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 those different Super Bowls that you had the opportunity to win, and you're just like, man, I you don't want that pressure, you know, you just kind of want to be like, hey, let's go out, you know, have a really really good solid season and and, and go win it because Buffalo, I, I can only imagine what would happen if Buffalo wins the Super Bowl. I mean, every home game. It's 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 crazy. It's it's you know it's like a college town almost. I, it, you know, it's just the the environment, the people. They love it so much. So if those guys like you know do the unthinkable and, and go win it, man, I, I don't think anybody will work in Buffalo for the whole year. I think they'll just kind of allow everybody to party every day. Sorry, you of all the teams that you played for, and we identify you as what do we say Packers and Browns alum. Are you cheering for the Bills more than anybody else in the NFL to win the Super Bowl? Yeah, I, I was. Yeah, you know, and the reason why is Kim loves Buffalo. You know, she she has a great time there. So if it makes her happy, hey, I'm I'm happy too. So happy life, happy wife. So hey, we we pull for the Bills, and and, and I'm I'm wishing the best for them, and because you know their fans are unreal. You know, and I I know I can say that about NFL any NFL fan base, but for them to suffer that what they've suffered over the past 30, 40 years and to still show up, you know, each and every day, you know, you know, I'm hoping that they get to experience what it's like to, you know, hoist that Lombardi trophy. Tori, it's good talking to you. I appreciate it. It makes me feel good talking to you. I won't keep you much longer, but I do have to say this bills at Bra- uh, bills at dolphin Sunday and Gil Scott, the super was- agent, he and I are going to the, yeah, we're going to the game together on Sunday, or at least we're meeting at the game. That is the biggest game in week three, is it not? Bills at Dolphins on Sunday. Yeah, I think it's going to be a blowout. Ah! You think the Dolphins <laughs> are going to win that much? No. I, mean, <laughs> I, mean, but it, I, I was just, Kim and I were talking, I think the Buffalo is going to steamroll the Dolphins, and then um, I, I think I have a circle on the calendar for week six when Buffalo and the Chiefs play. I think Buffalo is going to just destroy Kansas City because I feel like it's just a revenge tour. Like they were so close to being in a Super Bowl and and you know Patrick Mahomes with the miraculous 
fourth quarter drive to get them that win. I just think this year, you know, they're out for blood. Hey, last one before I let you go. You mentioned the working with NFL teams and the players of this country. Can you tell our viewers what you're doing now? Because I find it fascinating, and I'm so glad. When you said it doesn't feel like work, I'm so happy to hear you say that. Yeah, so I still have my company where I help kids with recruiting in high school, but um, I was brought on. I'm a scout for the Senior Bowl. It's the most prestigious college football game um, for upperclassmen, for seniors or guys that get their degree. Um, you can be a junior in the classroom, but if you have your college degree, you can play in this uh, play in this game. Every NFL team is represented. Um, we work hand in hand with you know with the NFL teams, trying to figure out what's the best player to put in here. Um, over the past you know five ten years, we've had the most first round picks, most guys drafted. I think you know sixty percent of draft the guys came from the Senior Bowl, so it's you know. It, these guys are we're, we're really great at what we do when it comes to evaluating talent. And we have the respect of every um, owner and, and GM in the league. And it's great to work hand in hand to, to help enhance these teams and, and for these kids to make their dreams come true with becoming pro athlete. What's the date of this year's game? It's in Jan- February, January, or February. It's, it's at the end of every season. So it's right before, uh, it's right before the NFL combine, so I would say it's in January. But it only have uh, is the recent Feb- senior. I got it. Seniorbowl.com, February fourth. Yep. And can be yes, seen sir. on yep. NFL Network. I feel like I need a road trip to Alabama come February. Tori, I will uh, uh, let you go. I appreciate this. Yes, sir. You guys take care. All right. The great Tori Gurley uh, joining us from parts unknown. You never know where he's going to be. I think he's in South Carolina now. But I'll tell you, I'll tell you before we break, and uh, Serena will join us next. We're getting some great comments in here from the viewers, and I see they're talking amongst themselves too. By the way, about the jersey stuff, I've uh, logos on NHL jerseys. I've said this before, but I'll say it again. I was at one of the lowest points in my life, and this guy, Tori Gurley, called me. And you guys can laugh if you want about the spirituality stuff and Namaste and the light in me recognizes the light in you. I'd never even met Tori Gurley before. I didn't even know how he got my number. And he called me, and most of what we'll talk about is private, but he asked what I thought he should do with his life. I'm like, did the Tory Gurley that played for the Browns and the Packers and the Argos? He's like, yeah. And we talked, and we've been like so close ever since. And that was three years ago, probably. And uh, look what he's doing now. And for him to say what he's doing doesn't feel like work is very similar to this. It doesn't feel like work. Maybe it is for some people, but it sure doesn't feel like uh, Breaking news uh, today on this Tuesday, P.K. Subban announced his retirement after 13 seasons in the NHL. He won the Norris back in 2013 as a member of the Montreal Canadiens. Zdeno Chara, who won the Norris Trophy in 09 with the Boston Bruins, is calling it a career. 24 NHL seasons. Next stop, the Hall of Fame, of course. The Toronto Blue Jays are on the road as they begin a two-game series with the Philadelphia Phillies tonight. Ross Stripling gets the start against the Phils. Kyle Gibson. And Aaron Judge's chase for 61 homers resumes tonight as the Yankees host the Pittsburgh Pirates. Judge hammered home runs number 58 and 59 on Sunday and is just two away from tying the American League record set by former Yankee Roger Maris in 1961. Special guest joining us next. We'll be right back. It is the RP Show. You're watching on Game Plus TV and YouTube. You're listening to your favorite podcast platform or on the radio, WQEE in Metro Atlanta, 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. The RP Show continues from sunny and beautiful South Florida. And I'll tell you what, we started out a little shaky, but we're rolling now. And a lot of great text messages have come in, and I'll get to those on the 902 line. And uh, we've saved the best for almost last. 
Yesterday marked 18 years the anniversary of Serena Taylor, at the time Matofer being the first ever female play-by-play broadcaster in the Western Hockey League on CKRM Radio. And Clark, good at your post had a story on it. This from the Calgary Herald. And I thank our friend Kevin Shaw, the blue liner on Twitter. He's a Regina Pats historian for posting that. Regina Pats Radio, Serena Matofer, and she joins us today to discuss that and a lot of other things. Our viewers met her at the World Juniors for the first time. Good day, Serena. And hey, so the anniversary came and went 18 years. Tell me, did you have it marked down in your calendar? Uh, Did you recall the date? No, I had absolutely no idea until you sent me the clip. I was like, I didn't even know that that was when it was. Well, it was great uh, quotes in there from you, both from Greg Harder and Scott Cruikshank from those newspapers. And we kind of brought that up at the World Juniors, but let's do it again. It was kind of groundbreaking stuff that I don't think at the time you felt that you were breaking much ground. Take us back 18 years. What do you remember about calling Pats games? And there were quite a few on CKRM radio. I think um, it was definitely very nerve wracking because there's obviously a lot more people judging you. I'm certainly no Rod Peterson. So when people are used to listening to you on there, I'm like, oh, great, here we go. Um, Obviously, everybody's judgy. That's the way it goes. But there's a lot of stuff I remember. It was a lot of fun just being in that environment because there were I still had a full time job, obviously, at CKRM. But there was just a lot of media from around the country, like reaching out, wanting interviews And it was cool, but it wasn't my first actual hockey play-by-play job. I had done that with the Legionnaires and Swift Current, but this was my first in the Western Hockey League, so there's a lot of big shoes to fill. (laughs) Well, obviously, you did a great job. Is there anything, before we move on to some current hockey topics, from those games, those broadcasts that you remember that when we brought the anniversary up, that kind of jarred in your mind? Oh, absolutely. My very first game was in Brandon, and it was a preseason game. So I had Bruce Lubke, who was the play-by-play guy for the Wheat Kings, as my color guy because they weren't doing the games. And again, not televised, none of that kind of stuff. And I remember specifically uh, Jordy McGilvery had marked their Lego, and it turned into this big suspension and this big thing that McGilvery ended up having to deal with. And I've always been adamant that it was a clean hit, and there's very few people who actually saw it. And there was nobody there. And to this day, it makes me crazy because I can see the hit plain as day. But how do you, yeah, it was just, that was probably the most memorable, especially because it was my first game. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, like I said, went on to call some others. How did it feel uh, being back behind the microphone, analyzing hockey at the World Juniors? Oh, I mean, it was awesome. It was like, it felt so good to be back. I missed Every part of just, I think the best part was being in Canada and being at the rink there. It's just such a different vibe and everybody knows what's going on from top to bottom. And so there's just a different vibe up there and there's a different energy and it just kind of felt like old home. You know, it was a lot of fun. Good, good. So of the news today, and you're sitting in South Florida, not exactly a hockey hotbed, but the news does reach you. Zdeno Chara. P.K. Subban and Keith Yandel all announcing their retirements this morning. Our poll question is, which one of those did you enjoy watching the most? I couldn't really decide on one. I settled on P.K., but how would you answer that question? And do you have thoughts on those players and their retirement? Yeah, Keith Yandel, hands down. Um, It's almost like Chara, like, is he really still even playing? Like, does he even count? It's been like five years since he's really done anything. So it's like... I don't know who was that, that retired like three years after he actually retired. It's kind of one of those things. And then I've never been a Subban fan, just not a fan of his antics. And, but Keith Yandel, you know, I always admired him. He played here in Florida. And so I always enjoyed watching him, especially because I could see him live. The other news today is of the Toronto Maple Leafs announcing a Milk logo will be going on their jerseys as the NHL has um, okayed the, uh, I guess, what should I say, the addition of logos on the jerseys this season. Do you have a a take on that? I can't wait for the memes because the Leafs are going to get roasted because they get roasted for everything they do. But, you know, as an Oiler fan, the Oilers, the last I heard was that they decided not to participate in that because they're like, we don't really need the money. Um, 
I don't know. I mean, I grew up where there was no advertisements on the boards and there was no advertisements on the ice. And now it's all like second nature. And it's like watching hockey in Europe. I don't really, I'm kind of impartial to it. I don't really care, but I guess it's up to each team specifically. Okay. Last one. Uh, it was the other day that I said I predicted a Calgary, Florida Stanley Cup, and I believe it. The Flames and Panthers won their pennants in their respective divisions last year. What would be your Stanley Cup final prediction as we sit here today? Can we go back to the fact that you predicted Calgary and Florida last year? Absolutely. And they won okay. as many Stanley Cups as the Edmonton Otters. But anyways, continue. How about that? It's don't know about that, me. <laughs> you know, I honestly, I feel like the Stanley Cup, it's like the conversation we had the other day. Everybody, obviously, Colorado's strengths like speak for themselves. But when you take a couple guys out of your lineup, including a goaltender, you're obviously going to have a little bit of a change in what's happening. So I don't know. I feel like maybe the Rangers might be a bit of a dark horse in the East. Um, I ain't going to be Toronto, sadly. I, I just don't think it's good. They, they don't have the leadership and they've proven it. They're just not a team that can get it done. As far as the West, I guess maybe Colorado. I don't know. It's always up in the air to me. You just never know what's going to happen. So you're saying or you're not saying Colorado, New York Rangers? I'm, I'm saying not Calgary and not Florida. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Oh, that leaves a pretty wide pool. Jason and Red Deer lastly wants our thoughts on Nathan McGinnon becoming the highest paid player in the NHL. That was this morning, $12.5 million uh, average annual value. Do you have thoughts on that? Well, I mean, I think that when guys get signed onto contracts, it's always this rolling thing. So, for example, if you sign a guy for eight years, three years ago, four years ago, the contracts aren't going to be what they were four years ago to what they are right now. So someone's always going to come in and be the highest paid guy. It's always going to be. And it might not be the best player in the league. Nate McKinnon is definitely at the top of that. But I mean, that's just to me, that's Colorado saying we this is our guy. We're going with him right to the end. And I admire that because it, it can always go different ways. All right, I'll read the uh, news story on that in a moment, but I'll say this, your phone's going off like crazy, so we'll let you get back to what you were doing. But thanks for this, and congratulations again on the 18-year anniversary. Thank you. Have a great day, guys. The first ever female play-by-play broadcaster in Western Hockey League history, Serena Matofer. At the time, Serena Taylor now. And what Jason's referring to is more breaking hockey news on this Tuesday, the Colorado Avalanche are making Nathan McKinnon the highest-paid player in the NHL salary cap era. McKinnon, who just turned 27 earlier this month, has signed an eight-year contract worth $100.8 million, according to a person with knowledge of the situation. His new $12.6 million salary cap hit that goes into effect at the start of the 2023-24 season surpasses Connor McDavid's $12.5 million as the highest in the league. McNavid's $100 million eight-year deal with the Oilers signed in 2017 was the previous record for the highest annual cap hit since the system went into place in 2005. You know what? <clears throat> we'll talk about that and all the other news that we got into next in our final segment, Overtime. It's the RP Show, Game Plus Television, YouTube Live, your favorite podcast platform, streaming sports radio 24-7 at rodpeterson.com, and on the radio, in Metro Atlanta at 99.1 WQEE-FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. All right, welcome back, everybody. Ah, what a beautiful day. What a beautiful uh, sunny day on the beach. And that spot right there, I'll tell you, that is off the back of the beach house in Pompano Beach, Florida. And it sounds like, hey, Clark, things are coming together. Our big live show there, Monday, October the 3rd, featuring Mike Kelly and Andrew Nowacki. That'll be a great CFL-NFL show. And then Monday, October the 10th, our NHL preview show with guests from the Florida Panthers down live 
at the beach house. Oh, man. Life is good. Fun. P.S. Messages coming in from our viewers to my personal phone. Thank you. I'm glad that we entertain you. Appreciate it. The poll question today on the breaking news in the NHL today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center with dealerships, capital all across the Canadian prairies and the state of California of the NHL players who retired today. Whom did you enjoy watching the most? And that was yours, right, Clark? I think it was Clark idea or maybe it was darren's oh it was brayden that's right it was our intern how about that brayden wozniak our intern not just a pretty face zadeno chara pk suban or keith yandel here is the split of the vote as we sit here right now zadeno chara 55 percent, 39 percent pk suban and six percent keith yandel And I'll tell you, it's interesting. Oh, fans of the Vancouver Canucks writing in. They hate Chara. Fans of the Montreal Canadiens writing in. They hate Chara. He injured people. He's 6'9". It's going to happen. It's not his fault. A little like Dustin Bufflin. Just a bruiser. He's going to the Hall of Fame. So people are saying Sedano Chara. From a sheer high-risk, high-reward perspective i would say pk suban he was fun to watch because as they say when pk suban's on the ice somebody's probably going to score you just never know which team so i'll say pk and keith yandel six percent of the vote just a good player 1109 games 619 points three great nhl players hanging him up today life goes on we do call this viewer takeover for the four season sports palace you're home for the UFC and the National Hockey League. Cynthia's watching in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and she says, Hi, Rod. Buffalo is my home away from home. The next time you visit, let me know, and I'll show you the right side of town. Also, I'll give you a boat tour of the harbor. Thank you, Cindy. I appreciate that. At the time when I went to Buffalo, we didn't want the right side of town. When I say we ended up on the wrong side of town, that's not wasn't a bad thing. We were looking for that. We found it. (laughs) Daniel Upsdell in Vancouver writes in and says, Hey, Rod, how are you? Signed, Danny in Vancouver. I'm good, Danny in Vancouver. Look around. How are you, more importantly? Jennifer at the Four Seasons says, Does Yandel still have the Iron Man? He said it, as you know. But folks, help me out. And Clark did... Did uh, Phil Kessel break it? He's going to this season, Clark says. This season, Phil Kessel will have the Ironman record. Let's just go to the big board. NHL Ironman record, as we sit here today. Uh, who, who holds the Ironman? Arizona Coyotes former Phil Kessel will now have the longest active Ironman streak at 968 consecutive games. So it is Kessel now? Oh, Yandel has it now, and Kessel will break. I see what you're saying. Ah, can I read this? Placeline, Voorhees, New Jersey. Keith Yandel's NHL record consecutive games played streak ended at 989 when the Flyers defenseman was a healthy scratch for a 6-3 loss. To the Leafs. That part we all knew, right? That just was this past April. So yeah, he's gonna fall. We sorted it all out together. Randy from Winnipeg says, Great show and guests RP crew. He says, Tainted Kessel Iron Man. I'm not getting into that. John Ohm in Winnipeg. Um, best damn sports show in the world, RP show. Thank you, John. I appreciate that. Very greatly. Um, Wayne in Victoria, BC. It was a fun and interesting show as usual. <laughs> Always entertaining. Thank you. Ryan in Toronto says, hey, Rod, which NFL evening broadcast is your favorite? Sunday night football Thursday night football? <clears throat> That's the, mm, it's not Sunday night football. 
I'm not the biggest fan of that crew. I would say right now, probably Monday Night Football. Thursday's last week was just a little weird. That was uh, the first of Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreet being paired together, and it just seemed awkward. I really liked their panel, though, with Richard Sherman and Ryan Fitzpatrick. With the caveat here that they're all great, okay? It's the National Football League. It's like people talking about NHL broadcasters. It's the NHL. They're all great. It's what's your favorite over the others. I guess I would have to say right now, Monday Night Football, because it's Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. And any crew that Troy Aikman's on would be my favorite. I don't care for that Steve Levy crew, but I think that would, they did the second game on Monday Night Football last night. Last minute of play in hour one. Last minute of play. But it's subjective. Um, but anything with Aikman in it is my favorite. I really like the panel. Because to be honest, when they get into the play-by-play in pretty much any sport, as I've said, I turn the sound down. I don't usually listen. I like any panel with Randy Moss on it. I like any panel with Rex Ryan on it. Um, from the Hockey Club podcast in Tallahassee, Florida, he says, don't forget the official college football team of the RP show. The Florida State Seminoles are 3-0. and Host Boston College this weekend. Patty, I appreciate you. But the Alabama Crimson Tide is the official college football team of the RP show. You know that. Uh, and the official college hockey team is the FAU Owls. You missed. We were talking about that. They're home this weekend. Uh, we'll pick it all up tomorrow. Noon Eastern. Thanks for joining us, everybody. And you have a great 22 hours. Who has more fun than us? <laughs> Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.